Chapter 11 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 11. There came into this monastery to be a nun, a young lady named Doña Beatriz Oñez, whose soul made all of us astonished to see what great virtues our Lord produced in her. For the prioress and nuns affirm that all the time she lived among them, they never perceived in her anything which could be considered as an imperfection, nor ever noticed any alteration in her looks on account of things which happened. But she always had a modest cheerfulness, which discovered the inward joy and peace her soul possessed, as well as a silence without heaviness, which, however great, carried with it nothing of singularity. She was never known to have spoken a word that could be found fault with. No obstinacy was ever seen in her, nor did she excuse herself even when the prioress, to try her, blamed her for what she had not done, as is the custom in these houses, for the sake of mortification she never complained of anything nor of any of the sisters nor by look or by word did she ever displease any one in whatever duty she was employed she never gave occasion for even a suspicion of any imperfection nor was there any accusation of a fault made against her in the chapter although the monitors are very exact in noticing the smallest faults in all things her interior and exterior recollection was most admirable this arose from the thought of eternity being continually present to her and to the remembrance of the end for which god has created us she always had on her lips the praises of god and acts of the most profound gratitude in short her life was one continual prayer in matters of obedience she never committed a fault but with promptitude, joy, and perfection, she performed everything that was commanded her. She had a most ardent charity for her neighbor, and to such a degree, that she often said, she would allow herself to be cut in a thousand pieces for any one, on condition he might not lose his soul, but might enjoy the sight of her brother, Jesus Christ, for she was accustomed to so call him in the midst of her afflictions, which though they were so great, and so terrible, and accompanied with most violent pains, as I shall relate further on. Yet she endured them as willingly and contently as if they were the greatest joys and delights, and these delights our Lord must certainly have given to her soul, otherwise it would have been impossible for her to have borne her sufferings with such joy. It happened once in this city of Valladolid, that certain criminals were led along to be burnt for some enormous crimes. And when she understood that they were not prepared for death so well as they ought, she was exceedingly afflicted, and immediately with profound sorrow she had recourse to our Lord, and most earnestly besought him to grant the salvation of those souls. And that instead of what they deserved, in order that she might obtain her request, for I do not remember her words exactly, she begged of him to give her, during her whole life, all the pains and afflictions she was able to bear. That very night her first fever seized her, and until the day of her death, she was always suffering. The criminals died in excellent dispositions, by which it appeared that God heard her prayers. 
she also had an imposthume in her bowels which caused her so great pain that she could not have borne it patiently unless our lord had given to her soul what she stood in need of this imposthume being inward all the medicine which she took was of no use to her until our lord was pleased that it should break and cast forth matter and then she was somewhat relieved from this affliction having such a great desire for sufferings she was not content with a few but one day on hearing a sermon on the cross this desire increased to such a degree that when the sermon was over she went and threw herself on her bed with floods of tears and on being asked what was the matter she replied that they should ask god to grant her many afflictions and then she would be content she spoke with the prioress about everything connected with her interior life and this gave her much consolation under all her illness she never showed the least signs of impatience and did nothing but just as the infirmarian wished though it were not to drink a drop of water for souls who have the gift of prayer to desire afflictions when they already have them is very usual but to rejoice under afflictions is not the case with many she was already so afflicted that her life did not last long for besides these excessive pains she also had an imposthume in her throat so that she could not swallow while some of the sisters were standing by her she said to the prioress as being the person whose duty it was to console and animate her to bear patiently her sufferings that she felt no pain and that she would not change her place for that of any of the sisters however well in health they might be she had so present to her mind that lord for whose love she suffered that as much as she possibly could she turned aside to prevent any one from knowing what she suffered and thus she complained very little except when her pains were very grievous she imagined there was no creature on earth so wicked as she was and in everything her humility was great as far as one could observe in speaking of the virtues of others she rejoiced exceedingly in mortifications she was excessive and with a certain kind of artifice she turned away from whatever could afford recreation to her so that unless a person observed her he did not perceive the artifice she seemed not to live nor to converse with creatures and so much did she undervalue everything that whatever way affairs went she endured them so patiently that the sisters always saw her in the same calm state when once a sister said to her that she appeared to resemble those persons who stand much upon their honor and who would rather die of hunger than wish others to know what they suffered for they could not believe but that she had feelings in some things though very little was perceived she replied whatever we do however small for the love of god the price thereof is inestimable we should not sisters so much as turn our eyes except for this purpose to please him all her pains and duties tended to this end so that she never lost the merit of them she never meddled in anything which did not belong to her and therefore she knew no one's defects but her own she suffered so much when any good was spoken of her that the sisters were careful not to say anything in her presence in order not to give her pain she never endeavored to procure any consolation for herself either by going into the garden or in any other created thing for as she said it would be rudeness to seek any relief from those pains which our lord gave her and hence she never asked for anything but contented herself with what was given her she said likewise 
that it would rather be a torment to her to take delight in anything which was not god the wonder is that when i inquired of those living in the house there were none who perceived in her anything which did not imply that her soul had arrived at the highest perfection the time being now come when our lord wished to take her out of this life her pains increased and these were joined with so many other afflictions that the sisters in order to praise our lord in seeing the patience with which she endured them came many times to visit her the chaplain especially had a great desire to be present at her death for he was confessor in this monastery and was a great servant of god and being her confessor he considered her a saint god was pleased his desire should be accomplished for although she had perfect possession of her senses and had already received extreme unction yet the nuns called him in order that if he should be wanted that night he might reconcile her and help her to die well a little before nine o'clock the chaplain and all the sisters standing by her pains left her a quarter of an hour before she died and she lifted up her eyes with very great calmness a certain joyfulness appeared on her countenance which seemed to be as it were a kind of splendor and she remained as one gazing upon an object which gave her abundant joy for then she smiled twice all who were present the priest himself experienced such great spiritual delight and joy that they could say nothing more than that they thought themselves to be in heaven with this cheerfulness i speak of and with her eyes fixed on heaven she expired her countenance appearing like that of angels for so we may believe according to our faith and her life that our lord took her to his eternal rest in recompense for the desire she had to suffer for him the chaplain affirms and he has said the same to other persons that at the time when her body was interred he felt a very strong and most delicious perfume the sacristan likewise affirms that of all the tapers which were lighted in honor of her funeral not one was wasted or diminished all this may be believed to have happened through the mercy of god when i spoke of these things with a confessor of hers belonging to the society of jesus who had been her confessor for several years in the guidance of her soul he said it was no strange thing that he did not wonder at it because he knew our lord had frequent communications with her may it please his divine majesty my sisters that we may know how to take advantage of such good company as hers was and of many others whom our lord has given us in these houses i may afterwards say something of them that so those may strive to imitate them who advance with some trepidity and that we may all praise our lord who thus makes his greatness to shine in a few weak women end of chapter eleven